Welcome to the Talent Matters Podcast. Learn how to make the most of talent as a competitive advantage, navigate today's fast-changing talent landscape, and prepare now for the future of work. Here's your hosts, Brian Arzani and Jennifer Erickson. Hey, welcome back to Talent Matters, your host's plural. Jennifer Erickson, my business partner of 16 years. She's here. Hello, everybody. And I'm Brian Arzani. We are excited today. We're going to throw a little bit of a curveball. A lot of our podcasts, in fact, almost all of them that we have previously recorded, can't talk about the future yet uh, today, uh, because honestly, it's been kind of crazy. We've been getting emails. In fact, a couple people found our phone numbers asking us, what are these assessments? right? What are these assessments people keep talking about? And uh, like the uh, new generation, you know, what is this voodoo you speak of? (laughs) Right? It's uh, not voodoo. In fact, it's very simple. But today we're going to pull the curtains back and just talk about assessments, talk about just the journey and where we're at of 21 years. Jennifer and I have been working with promoting, growing, et cetera, et cetera. So Jen, just take us from a big picture perspective. I mean, what's the, where are we going here today? What are we going to do? Well, today we're going to talk about the assessments we offer. And as you guys know, you've heard from our clients. uh, We are the results group. We're in Des Moines, Iowa. But what we haven't said is that we're the master distributor for a brand of assessments called Intermetrics. We're actually the North American master distributor. So we not only work with businesses, we work with other coaches and consultants as well. And if you would go out and you would Google assessments, employee assessments, uh, you are going to find probably hundreds of thousands of different versions. And throughout our years in this business, we've used just about every assessment out there, wouldn't you say, Brian? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, it's, you. if you Google personality tests, I don't even know what the number of hits it'll be. It'd be funny. I mean, it's probably over a million hits, but it's whack. I mean, there's tons and tons of stuff out there. There's all kinds of, um, I mean, snake oil, you know, I mean, people run around going, hey, if you do this, I'll guarantee this and this much time. And it's only got to be these three numbers and I'm gonna, let me move the tea leaves around and whatever. So yeah, we're, we're going to dispel a lot of stuff. I mean, honestly, back when I worked for GE Capital in the nineties, that that's 1990s for those that are, you know, born in the nineties, but they had, they'd have us take this little questionnaire, line us up in a big room and the facilitator would say, okay, if you're this, you go to that part, this go to that part. And I'm sitting here going, dude, what, what is this? This is crazy. So my first couple of exposures to profiles was very negative Um, I was the heckler in the crowd. So the irony today is we've got a seven-figure business built around these widgy-wacky profiles. But I got to say, I mean, I don't think we grew because we followed the traditional methods, Jen. I mean, we didn't. No, we didn't. We used the assessments in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, we, and I think what we did is we, we used them, which most everybody uses them. But here's what we, I think the difference was, is we taught people the application of the data. And I think 99.9% of everybody else out there that uses profiles sells the acquisition of data, which is just a profile. And that's a big difference. Application and execution upon the data learned 
yeah. in the assessment. But before we get to how they're used. See, you guys are going to find really quickly, Jen, it, we've been in a partnership. And the only reason you go into business with somebody else is because they can absolutely do something that you cannot. And one thing I I just cannot, it's not even a choice. It's a flat out not capable um, is to stay macro and to stay on topic. So I'll squirrel a lot and Jennifer will draw me back and there's no offense taken. In fact, it's quite funny. So I'm shutting up. Go. (laughs) We will talk later on in this podcast about why businesses would use assessments and why coaches and consultants would use them and how they use them. But before we get to that, I think we need to talk a little bit about some assessment basics. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, so here are some assessment basics. There are individual assessments and there are organizational assessments. For the most part today, we are only going to talk about individual assessments. And back in the Stone Age... When first assess- when assessments first came out and we first started using them, they weren't even online yet. Right. And now today, most of them are online and they're offered in many languages. Well, let's be honest. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of assessments, they used to open up dead people's bodies and look at the contents in their stomach. And then they would compare it to family members' descriptions of how they lived their freaking lives. And if they they said, well, there's a lot of yellow stuff in their belly, so that's a lot of phlegm. And they become the phlegmatics. And then they had the folks that had a lot of blood or ulcerated looking matter in their gut. And they became sanguine, which was the, you know, Latin word for blood, um, which meant they were stressed and they were the angry, aggressive. So we're not going to go that far back, but we're definitely talking chisel, hammer and paper punch. You know, that kind of, I mean, yeah, it's the, the, the pursuit of why people do what they freaking do is it's not, it's, it's never going to end. I mean, and there's different ways to get there. So yeah, it's. All right. So today, since there are so many assessments on the market, we're going to just speak today about what we use and what you have heard our clients referenced. So what we use here are all intermetrics branded assessments. We use the disc index the values index, the attribute index, the disc plus, and the advanced insights. Okay. And those are combinations of disc values and attribute index, but different combinations of them. So let's talk about disc. Let's give a vocab word. How, why, what? Three words. There you go. Three different psychologies never meant to work together. We combine them into a single document out of convenience but it is literally three different psychologies. Every other freaking testing organization on the planet is going to give you one dimension. Maybe um, two. And maybe case. two. But nobody gives you the depth of these. But that's me just being, you know, proud, whatever. But it's a it's fact, not feelings. Anyway, so how, why, what? Go. Sorry. All right. So it gives you a snapshot, much like... When you go to a doctor and you have something wrong with your leg, like I have a bad knee, the first thing they want to do is they want to x-ray it, right? To see if anything's broken. Well, they'll push around on it. And that's what most coaches, consultants, and HR professionals and managers do. They'll they'll move the knee around. They'll push on it here and there. They'll talk about it. They'll talk about what happened. Has anything changed? Blah, 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 blah. And then when they get to the place where they can't, you know, look at it from a, a surface outside view and go, I can acutely 
uh, address and say we have uh, an issue or a diagnosis, if they're not able to formulate a proper diagnosis, then they're going to look for deeper level looks, which x-ray, yeah. X-ray. And then if they can't find anything there, they're going to go to an MRI. Yeah. So it's the same freaking knee, right? Same knee. Three different looks at it to figure out what's really going on. So the MRI is a different look. It's going to measure different tissue, just like the different psychological profile. And then you said the third, which then we get into the attribute, which is the what. And yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be sweet if you go to the doctor and they and the doctor didn't even say, look, I got to go run this by your insurance. Um, but because that's the thing, we get a diagnosis from a doc who has to see what 86 freaking patients every day. They got to go, bah, 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 bah. the biggest complaint is I don't get enough time to talk, right? So what we did is we went out and said, look, what if you didn't have that you know, huge obstacle preventing a proper diagnosis without any questions? So that's, that's me getting into the granular squirrel moment. But yeah, the how, why, what, three different instruments. So these tools really will help you get three different looks at an individual, whether you're looking to promote them whether you're looking to hire them, whether you're succession planning, whether you're identifying emerging leaders, you know. Emerging individual contributors, which nobody wants to say that. Heaven forbid we say you're destined to be an individual contributor because the entire system has said everybody should be a leader in your own little whatever, whatever. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in another day. But But yeah, like you said, all these different things, right? Right. Where's that? And it's not to pre-select. No. It's it's not, and I say pre-select, it's not to say you're destined forever to be an individual contributor or you're destined only to be a leader. It's This is just to provide objective data to provide options for consideration of what to do with what you got, right? If you're going to put a second story on a building, they got to do all kinds of engineering analysis, determine did you build on, you know, footings that are substantial enough to be able to handle the additional, uh, you know, floor of weight? And then, well, are those walls? So as we look at talent and as we look at for talent's requirement to expand, to do more, to be more versatile or to be more focused, what are the contributing factors that would allow that to effortlessly do that? Or if there are some gaps, where could we augment, whether through skill or through talent, whether through process, whatever, to complement them. So this isn't, we don't do what we do out of changing people. It's really about liberating people. It's liberating people and aligning their roles to their natural styles, whether it's behavior, their motivators, or their natural talents. That's what we do. And as Brian mentioned, um, these sciences have been around for a very long time. Uh, Years ago, you could purchase all of these assessments separately and when we were recruiting 15, 20 years ago. No, that's 20 years ago, Jim. I know. It's been a long time. I just don't want to admit how old we are now. Uh, we I'm the youngest, coolest grandpa out there, so whatever. <laughs> we began combining these three because if we would only use one or two, we would miss something about the individual. Well, we did. Yes, that, we had real-world application. We would use only a behavioral instrument kind of like a PI or, but it was a disc instrument. And so we'd put people into positions and we go, well, the, 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 the experts in the market say that all high C's do great in accounting or whatever, right? All ISs do great as secretaries or whatever those vocabulary type, you know, genres were. And we, we saw people who the profile 
the single instrument said they should do well at it based on what we were taught and what would we see six months, 12 months, 18 we'd, months, we'd see two years. People in. fall out because the position wasn't rewarding for them. And so we, but what it does is it created a question to go, well, what did we miss? Right. right. We, we went to go back and go, well, was it, let's, let's replay the film because now we've got a client who's upset. We've got talent who's upset because they were told this is great. They didn't do great. They don't know why. So Jen and I were like, well, dude, we got to add more. Well, when you add more to the product you offer, you either charge more or you lose profit margin Correct. at the end of the day. So, but we didn't care because if you're going to be out doing work, you've got to believe in what you're doing. And so that drove us, you and I to say, what do we miss? And so kind of like a doc who maybe misdiagnoses enough patients in a row, they go back and go, what am I missing? Or you've got a person building, you know, remodeling or doing home construction that's getting callbacks or someone that's doing concrete or whatever, someone that's doing financial advising. If you don't look back introspectively and go, man, what did I miss? How do I evolve, right? How do I innovate? So that drove us to looking at, okay, so we have an instrument that measures how people do what they do. And we were feeling inadequate in our, in our deliverable that the client was getting. Mm -hmm. So we went back and said, well, let's go look for something deeper which drove us to the values, values index. Absolutely. Got into the why they do what they do. Yes. Why they do what they do and how they're rewarded. And, you know, we got better, but yet we still weren't to our standard. Well, we our got, we got better. Here's what's crazy. Okay. So the big word right now in HR is, is, is engagement, right? And it has been for how long, Jen, maybe 10 years, 10 years now, probably I'd 10. Say. Yeah. So we go back and we look, okay. So engagement, What's cool about the, the 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 disc is it's very visible. We all see it. Here's what I'll tell you. Disc sucks. Okay. I said it. All right. Say it again. You go through our certification class and you're going to find out really quickly by about seven hours into it. You're like, why do we even have disc? Well, you have it because it's easy to see. It's communication and that's, and it's, it's tendencies and preferences. That's it. Right. Then people try to go, well, it means if you're this, you're competitive. And if you're that, you're analytical. Bull crap. Those are assumptions made. But what we found was with values, we found that we started to see what is engaging to that behavioral style. And that got sexy because then we started yes. saying, well, if if they're engaged by that, then this job rewards that then it might be less of a draw. So we started having fun because we're like, well, here's the deal. We got people out there that are unicorns that are wildly successful. Well, we looked at their engagement and said, well, dude, this job feeds every every appetite, every freaking craving they could ever dream of having. Absolutely. It fed it. And so it's the what our what our values is, what our intermetrics instrument values assessment is, it's the personal engagement map of the talent that you have on a micro level. That's pretty sexy. That's very sexy. Personal engagement map. So that's what the values gave us. And our product got better because we could say, here's how the position behaves. And now we could say, here's why this position does what it does. And then we look for people who naturally fit behavior components of it, but also fit the value or the engagement side of it. So. I'm shutting up again. <laughs> but again, Brian and I always strive to under-promise and over-deliver, and we still had a little bit of fallout. And that sucks. We don't, and we we, don't like that. And here's the thing. We People give us the benefit way. of the doubt. Oh, you tried hard. You did good. It's kind of like saying, well, you know what? You missed the world championship, but it's okay. Bull crap. Dude, we're entrepreneurs. We're, we, we only survive off of the, the latest success or failure. 
And we wanted everybody to be raving fans. And so we added more Attrib- layers. Yeah, we added the attribute <laughs> index. Because we're sick like that. And the attribute index measures a person's What's natural it? thinking pattern yeah. as well as their natural talents and their blind spots. As and it relates to the world outside of them. Yes. And themselves. The world inside of them. Boom. And then it got real fun. Here's the thing, too. The vocab word talent is so misunderstood, misused. It's Everybody's like, oh, I got a talent assessment. Dude, I'm telling you right now, 99% of every talent assessment out there is literally just behavioral, motivational crap that then puts a vocab word that goes, boop, you now have talent, which is whatever. So that's splitting hairs and it's using a micrometer. But we literally have the ability with this third instrument to see in what order an individual processes, thinks, and how clearly they see the world around them at a deep, deep freaking level. So what do they think about in what order, how much clarity, and what's their bias? That is wicked, that is huge. wicked deep stuff. Because I mean, we all, I always like to pick on salespeople because <laughs> I was one, so well, I they, can, yeah. right? And, oh, yeah. and everybody has trouble hiring them, Yep. right? And here is... Brian mentioned the word bias and you don't know what that means. And, and we're going to do a, an individual session on just the attribute index so you can understand it at a deeper level. But a bias is basically a, a plus or minus. Do they, do they, it's over, a preference. It's a preference. Do yeah. they overvalue it or undervalue it? And nine times out of 10, the salesperson that can't close overvalues people. <gasps> They want everyone to be their friend and to like them. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So that that made it a whole lot of fun. So Jen calls them professional visitors, unpaid consultants, those that go around and need all the attention. So here's what's crazy. The attribute index measured that. So we might have a behavioral instrument that shows that they're charismatic, outgoing, and we could see someone that maybe at a deeper level on their values and engagement, you know, they, they're competitive and they do want to help, but at a deep, deep level, they couldn't give two freaking rips about whether somebody likes them or not. And those were the stealthy deadlies. But then you had those on the outside that were kind of like a little bit, maybe awkward, socially awkward, deep down, you know, they were more, they love to learn. They're very, very competitive, but at a deep, deep, deep level, they needed people to like them and they wanted people to like them. And so what they, these people describe themselves after 21 years, they've earned the right to talk about this, but they describe themselves as somebody who feels very lonely because people assume that they're, you know, a recluse and an introvert, but yet at a deep, deep level, they're so lonely because they need people to like them, but they're so awkward. They can't get people to approach them. But then you heard the statement that said, well, once you get to know her, she's amazing. Oh, so what is that thing? So yeah, I mean, it's, we, yeah, we'll talk way deeper at a later so time about can, it, but it's crazy. Well, and, and I want to throw one other thing out because we're going to talk about now how the, how, how we combo them up and yeah. how people use them. But, you know, in one case, we had a company that had, you know, a, a, a position that was very repetitive, right? Very simple but repetitive, doing the same thing over and over and over. Give us an example. Go oh, a little bit uh, 
I, I don't. Are you talking like an assembly line type yeah, of a situation? Just, uh, let's just talk assembly line. You've worked a lot in manufacturing, yes. worked in all different yes. types. So, or it could even be like a processor in an office where they're going to see the same documents and accountants. Document, uh, same document, same process over and over and over. Every freaking day. Every day, day in, day out, minute by minute, the same thing. And they were having trouble keeping people or the people that were staying wanted to change everything all the time. Okay. And what we found was their clarity and their thinking pattern, especially when it came to uh, practical thinking and big picture thinking systems judgment was too high. So we made sure in the future to hire people with lower clarity scores. So what happened was, is just for those that are out there, it's like, it's kind of like a thoroughbred racehorse. They recognize very quickly, if you don't keep the blinders on the thoroughbred, the horse has the ability to see left and right. And then it, when its intent was, or its design or whatever is to run as fast as it can from, you know, point A to point B, but these people didn't have the blinders on. And so when they start running, they knew their job, their task, but they saw all this other stuff that could be done or improved or changed. And they got bored, quite frankly. Yeah. And then it exhibited itself in behaviors that allowed them to be reviewed as if it's a one to five, they would get rated as a two because like they said about Brian, when he was a kid, he just doesn't apply himself. He usually looks outside the window and he's just kind of lost, whatever. So these employees, right. I mean, yep. they, they could do the job. They could pass the tests, but they just didn't stay focused. And so what you're saying is that um, we had the right behavioral styles. They had the right motivators. They were engaged, but at that deep, deep level, they just got distracted because they thought differently than what the people that actually were engaged by doing the same task every day. Yes. They just didn't see as much. And it's not good or bad or smart or not smart. It's just, what is the talent set? It is what it is. And people that get distracted easy, like squirrel, shiny ball, they wish they could stay focused longer. And so then they go off and take all these classes on focus and prioritization and time management, other crap. And then they come back only to do what? Chase the squirrels. Squirrels. So what happens is we started to teach the company why they were, their process was perfect, but their ability to measure was broken. So we did all that process. And then they started to find people that didn't have that natural tendency to see all the other things. And after, and this is something interesting too, because you ask somebody, well, how long has that been working for you? If they say two months, six months, a year, total crap, run away. After 21 years, dude, here's the key to staying in business. Make enough money to pay for your mistakes. And trust me, when it comes to talent, Jennifer and I, we combined 42 years in this business. Holy crap. We've owned our own for 16. So that's, you know, 32 if I'm doing the math, but 32 years combined. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy when you start looking at, sometimes it's just something of just a little teeny tick that can help you figure out, oh my gosh, this person loves that simple task every day because we need those people. Right. Now, some people say, well, this is just a bunch of hoodoo guru, you know, voodoo, mumbo jumbo. This stuff is actually based on science, guys. DISC has been around since the 1920s. Marsden. Yep. Right? Values is what? 1914, 1917, yeah. all port stronger. Um, yeah, and then attributes is really rather late. I mean, because the year that um, – so you, you've got, you know, and then Dr. Hartman – um, passed away in 1973, the same year he was nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. So yeah, and that's the most recent psychology and that's our attributes piece. So yeah, that's 
three different psychologies. And so from a big picture perspective, our philosophy is this. If you're using an assessment of any kind and it's working well, um, then don't stop. We're not asking people to stop today and go, hey, let me let me work with you. No, or let me work with one of our consultants that are out there. We've got, I mean, we've certified, you know, well over a thousand, you know, folks in our in our profiles. This isn't about changing because here's what you really buy when you buy a profile. You buy a common vocabulary. And data. And data. Um, and so what we've done is we'll go into with organizations that are already using an instrument. Let's say it's Myers-Briggs or Predictive Index or whatever, profiles or even different disk tools. They've bought a common vocabulary that allows their culture to understand how to talk about talent. Now, because we go so deep, we can layer the other instruments underneath those but we never go in and replace it because what that does to your culture and to your talent is it screws it up. It screws up their ability to talk about talent. So we're here today to talk about assessments from an objective perspective. Um, Cause again, every instrument does what it was designed to do. The question is, are you applying that instrument the right way? So if it's behavioral based, make sure you're applying it only from a behavioral standpoint. If it's a values based or engagement, then rock and roll. Well, and, and, and quite honestly, we have replaced a lot of assessments oh, over because, time. Absolutely. because they haven't utilized them and the way they were intended to be used in the first place. Or oh, it's a flash in the pan and the only people that get to look at it are the muckety mucks, right? Yeah. So they're like, well, this is for me, not for thee. And then the people go, oh, what'd you do with it? I don't really know. And so, yeah, it's we have replaced literally, I mean, we've worked with hundreds of companies, I'd say, I mean, maybe thousands. Thousands. Yeah. Thousands. Yeah. When you figure all that stuff. So, but yeah, we've replaced it within a tremendous number, but we did it slowly. It's the crawl, walk, run. So organizations that were using predictive index, they'd put that at the top and then they would layer the attributes on it because the attributes measure things. That the, so they go, Hey, these two people have the exact same profile. Why are they so different? Well, we can tell you that. So, but from a business perspective, Let's just talk a little bit about how we have changed the game in terms of businesses because we're certifying internal employees and we're really kind of almost firing us or our consultant out of the day-to-day on the stand or on the stage. You well, know. we feel in, in order for it to be apply, applied the proper way, uh, you need an internal champion that's there day in, day out, making sure that it's being utilized. Champion or champions, exactly. depending on the size of the organization. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean... We're unique. Intermetrics is unique in that we treat our assessments as a software platform. Ooh, a SaaS. Right. Ooh, software as a service. Most assessment companies, I pay X amount of dollars for one assessment. We're different in that we allow you to have unlimited usage. So you really utilize it within all of your employees, you utilize it for bringing on new employees. You run it every year on everybody to see uh, what the snapshot is right now, yeah. right? And you can do so at, a, at an affordable rate. I mean, and, and what's cool too is we're talking business, but in education, right? We've worked with so many school districts all over the country, um, with whether it's through some of our consultants or directly, where the only people that got access to the assessment. They were only doing one assessment and they were only doing it with the administration. Well, that's like less than 2% of the entire population of the employees. And then you think about big picture, the, they would, and then we asked them, why don't you provide this to your next layer down or to all of the staff? And they said, we could never afford to do that. And we're like, well, the people that are influencing the students the most 
are not getting access to the most precious data. And then we, we really blew their mind. We said, well, what if the, you know, sophomores, juniors, seniors could have access to this data? And then their minds just explode. And they're like, we could never, ever do that, right? What we literally have helped walk these administrators and administrations and, you know, teaching and learning communities um, into understanding their instrumentation or profiles or data. And then we've had some go so far as to even start working with students. And we've got some research projects, thesis. We've got all kinds of stuff going on within some universities with this stuff. Yeah, it is crazy when you start thinking about it in an unlimited format, what is possible? Well, think about this. Think about how many of these kids were pushed, right, by high school guidance counselors to go to college. Are being pushed, yeah. Still well, still yeah. are. Sure, yeah. I mean, the, the trend is starting to be... Yeah, it's, you're it's, right. Right, because because people are saying, what about the blue-collar jobs? I'm right. telling you, people out there, if you have a son or a daughter, get them into the trades because those people are going to be retiring soon, and there's going to be a need for business owners. Oh, there's stupid amounts. It's I mean, crazy. Anyhow. Services-based, yeah, getting certificates and getting – Yes. Yeah, oh. Anyhow, I digress. But no, but, it's, pro- it's providing the but, objective. Yeah, but imagine how much these people – Uh, I'm going to use an example because here's what I see a lot on resumes. I have a degree in criminal justice. They spent how many thousands of dollars getting a degree in criminal justice and then they couldn't get a job in law enforcement. And by the way, you don't even need a four-year degree. Right. Unless you want to get into like higher level management or being a captain or. Right. Exactly. Okay. But what if they knew, uh, they couldn't get it, but when when they let's say they did get in and they hate it, right? Because they're wired wrong right. from the very beginning. Yeah. Imagine if the high school guidance counselor could say, "What are you thinking about doing?" Well, the data here says this is how you naturally behave. Right. This is what you're passionate about. Tell me how that career would feed that. And you know, you look at it too. You look at it. so. Let's say they want to go into law enforcement. Well, let's say if I'm ridiculously sensitive, love helping people, and want to be well within law enforcement, you could take a branch to say maybe you get into more of the social services side, where now you're more of a caretaker. Maybe not carrying a, a badge and a and a gun. Maybe you've got a badge and you've got you know skills in terms of counseling, right? Correct. Or vice versa. Let's say I go into counseling and all of a sudden I realize, dude, I hate people. <laughs> I don't freaking, I might look nice on the outside, but deep down, oh, right. Yeah. To that, to that end. Right. Or maybe I'm super engaged by being able to keep score, but I've gone down the path of becoming an accountant because that's what my mother was. And she ran the accounting firm. And so I did that. You know how many people that have accounting degrees that end up in it or that have accounting degrees that end up in sales. Yeah. And they correct. sit back and they go, dude, I dropped 130 grand to be able to end up in a job that doesn't require a degree to begin with. So to your point, Jennifer, exactly. It just, and it's not about not going to school. It's not about, it's not about being, you know, labeled or put into a category. It's about giving a student or an adult options to feel satisfied. And giving them the data. Objectively. Objectively to figure that out. So back to our offering. Right. So we do the unlimited subscriptions. Every all assessments are done online. It's offered in various languages. You know, you can go from language to language. Let's say I've got an English as a second language worker. 
they can take it in their native language. And then as a manager, let's say I don't speak, you know, that language, I can translate it to my language and go, and, but they took it in their language, which allowed them because it felt the vocab words feel. Correct. And it's a more accurate, and they're all EEOC. EOC compliant, validated. And here's the cool thing. For example, DISC, our DISC assessments, we are the first, and I believe only still, click and drag assessment online. With hey, using the four four words versus yes. having, most of them are like least most. Least most, so you have to do double the questions. We actually have people click and drag and put their answers in order. So it takes half the time. So less fatigue on the part of the, uh, the testee. And more accuracy and... You know, real simple user interface. Yeah, and it, and what we've heard is, wow, I could complete that in nine minutes versus some of them that take, you know, ninety minutes. Correct. To complete our entire suite, not S W E E T, it only takes about twenty minutes to complete all three, and they're valid, they're accurate, and they can be utilized in the candidate processing. It can be used in the all you've you've already talked about. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. So you've got DISC. DISC measures behaviors, observable behaviors. Yep, and tendencies, preferences, right, and adapted. A, a lot of people just call it a personality profile. And guess what, guys? It's not. It measures behavior, observable behavior in four areas. And we'll get into the deeper level at another time. Some people like to call it personality. We, we split hairs because personality is a combination of multiple things. But behavior in and of itself only measures tendencies, preferences for how you show up, how you do what you do in those four areas, problems, people, pace, procedures. Our values index is the same click and drag, same user interface, same language abilities. We are the only one on the market that has seven dimensions, and that measures the why, why people are motivated to do what they do. The attribute index. Oh, wait, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm out of order. Those of you that are like disc lovers, we are also the first and only on the planet to use. Um, for years, our, we, we've worked and pushed our uh, uh, PhD in psychology, uh, our folks, to go out and figure out. Because what we found is that even low scores, everybody always talks about what they're high in in terms of their disc. I'm a high this, high that, high this. We have found over 21 years that low scores are just as important as high scores. And so we found a way to get out of the negative vocabulary description of low scores, which most folks are like, oh, you're low this, so you're not good. Well, we found that low can also be positive. So we did research and we did focus groups. And so we actually have low vocabulary descriptors for the low D-I-S-C. So, you know, high D, decisive, interactive, you know, stabilizing and cautious are low D-I-S-C, decisive for low D, introspective for low I, spontaneous for low S, and challenging for low C. So all of a sudden, and what we found after we got through all of our focus groups, we've been doing this for the last, what, it's probably been two two years years now, to everybody is like, oh my gosh, that feels so much better because it's I mean, we're never we're never ending in terms of how do we get this as close to perfection as possible. So we're always trying to make our instruments better. So I'm sorry. So we talked about the how, the disc, talked about the why, the values. And the what is the attribute index. And it measures different attributes that make up your thinking style and your ta- talent pattern. Again, same user interface, uh, two sections of click and drag questions, uh, very easy to use. Now let's talk about the combination right? 
because some people just want disc and values. So you can combine those two assessments. And we, and we sat one. around trying to figure out what the hell are we going to call this? We just, <laughs> it's called disc plus. Yeah. Right. But it, and it's funny because we're like, oh, we, we are these really cool names. And we end up just saying, you know what? It's disc plus disc plus values. Correct. Yes. And, and the neat thing is, it's all in one set of instructions. Results come back together, so you don't have to have two separate reports. In a single PDF, which is awfully nice. Right. Advanced Insights is the combination of all three. Same thing. They have, you know, they take the assessments online. They have one set of instructions. Results come all back together. And we even gave you executive overviews at the beginning of the results section. Both the DISC Plus and the Advanced Insights has an executive overview at the beginning of the assessments. For example, all three combined assessments can be 72 pages as far as results go, right? So pages two, three, and four is an executive snapshot of DISC, of values, and of attribute index. And when we teach it to our HR professionals and to our consultants, we teach them how to literally look at those first three pages and be able to articulate in one paragraph um, the summary of the 72 page. So that's how we teach all of our professionals how to utilize the, the executive summary. Right. So let's talk about about how people use this, right? So we've got businesses that use it, but then we've got coaches and consultants. How about you talk about how coaches and consultants are using it? Here's what's so cool. We've, we helped co-author with Jay Niblick, the founder of Intermetrics, a model that allows the consultants to do so much more, um, to grow much more scalable, um, easier to quantify their accounts receivables in a way that nobody else on the planet does. Um, and so, we do. I think we do things that other other testing companies never have been able to do because none of them have people at the top of their organization that grew from scratch. We grew from scratch twice. Jennifer and I did. And so when we teach, certify, and train our consultants how to grow the business, we're speaking from real world application, real world tactics, techniques, and strategies on how to grow their own solopreneurship. Um, whether they're going to be doing, you know, church counseling or whether it's, you know, in the trend, whatever, whatever, whatever the spectrum, whether it's sales consulting, org development, doesn't matter. Um, and we teach, train and support the coaches and then provide them monthly support on a regular basis. Take their phone calls, even help them close deals. Correct. Um, that's I mean, so we've even we've even helped go out, get clients and give them to some of our coaches out there so that they can weather the storm of the troughs of business. I mean, oh, wait, was interesting for Jen and I um, and our and our coaches because it was an interesting time, you know, when the when the, when the economy greatly shifted. Um, so we've been able to help even through this, the coronavirus. We actually grew. We grew by like 27, 28 percent last year. Correct. We added that many more coaches to our practices that are out there. And that's significant. We're talking, that's like a couple hundred. Actually, okay. it was 33%. Okay, 33. See, I'm, yeah, I'm just making numbers up. Sorry. Jen's accurate. She's the one who has the data. So, um, and the reason we did that was because the model we teach our consultants transcends economic uncertainty. The model that we teach transcends economic downturns and also allows for the ability to grow the right way during economic booms. If you don't grow the right, if it's, if it's too quick, too easy, um, it'll go away the same way. So what we build and we teach is how to create stickiness and relevance. And the reason we create stickiness and relevance for our coaches to be within their clients is because we do it every day here in Iowa. But I mean, to Jen's point, 
if you're in there with the instruments teaching your clients how to look at succession planning, how to look at talent acquisition, moving from applicant to candidate, or even going through the mediation process, team building, whether whatever it is, right? I mean, correct, forming of teams. Yeah. And then the ongoing, and here's what's great about talent there's talent that's struggling, and then there's talent that's going to struggle. Correct. If you have all of that data, it's just like an athlete. Every athlete is going to experience downturns in his or her ability to execute because the the, the modality is continually changing. I mean, there's athletes right now that are displaced because there's no crowd to clap for them. And they say it's not as enjoyable for them to be a professional athlete or even a collegiate athlete because there isn't the cheering. And other athletes are saying, oh my gosh, I love it because it's so much more quiet. See, their entire modality of where they are performing just changed. And so the instruments allow us to assist the consultants and coaches who are working with their clients or our direct clients to be able to understand how to help talent be the most successful, no matter or regardless of what the environment is. Now, when we work with businesses, we look at recruitment, we look at current employees, and in some cases, we look at their clients and prospects utilizing the assessment. And you say, well, in, in what ways? A lot of companies are utilizing the assessments because they are in unlimited form on all applicants as a first step in their hiring practice to get rid of tire kickers. Yeah. And you all know what I mean about that, right? It saves time for their managers in the hiring process. It speeds up the hiring process. They're looking for right fit and it's giving them data to assess objectively instead of subjectively if it's a right fit, right? Some people are customizing benchmarks. You know, we're looking at who who really excels in this role, who doesn't excel so great, right? Yeah. And who shouldn't even be in that role. Well, and, and we've creating seen this benchmarks. Last year. Yeah, right? this last year that, that whole thing has changed too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they're looking at current employees, they're looking at creating baselines for future growth, identifying you know, different development tracks to get the best ROI, you know, to aid in conflict resolution, communication, succession planning, promotion, and so emerging many leaders. Yeah, so many organizations have this huge division between recruitment and development. Those HR people don't talk to each other. No, they don't. It it's is insane. so crazy how HR staffs are so divisive within their own little worlds. I mean, they've got the recruiters who are like, we threw the talent over the wall. And then they got the managers going, well, this, this guy is horrible. And then like development goes, oh, we'll go fix them. And then they use <laughs> tests and tools that aren't validated. And then they might find some things like, like, you know, there's some, there's Gallup has a really great tool out there, but you can't use it in recruitment selection. So let's say I head down the path with Gallup and I find out, you know what? Woo works really good in this job. Well, I can't go to the recruiter and say, hey, go find me some woos because you can't use it in selection and assessment. of, of, of So now we've got people that know what they should be looking for, but they can't look for them with that tool. The advanced insights bridges that gap. So your development folks can come back and say, hey, here's some things we've noticed. Here's some trends we're seeing, you know, and, and because we own the intellectual property, we can download CSV files all day long on your talents. Let's say you've assessed several thousand or several hundred or several, you know, whatever, 10, 20. And we can literally deliver that back to you. You can crunch, build all the pivot tables you'd ever want to look at your talent. Um, and then it gives you options for action. So that's, 
And that's what's fun about it because we, we from all every end of the life cycle of talent within an organization, we're able to continually provide real world data to that organization about the most important asset, it's talent. Absolutely. So here's my ending statement. If you're asking yourself questions like, can my inside sales gal transfer into outside sales? Can my best person in this role make it in management? Because you don't want to promote them into incompetence, right? Well, my warehouse manager make it as an operations manager. Who should I promote? You know, how should I promote them? And who should I leave alone? Who should I leave alone? Who's an individual contributor? And are my employees engaged? Which ones are, which ones aren't? If you're asking yourself any of those questions. Who's a flight risk? You need to be using assessments. So here's the deal. We're going to wrap this up. But if you want to test drive, um, just reach out to us. I mean, you can find us on LinkedIn uh, under Jennifer's name or my name. You can find us under Intermetrics North America um, and ResultsGroupLLC.com. You know, reach out. We'll give you a test drive. I mean, that's here's the thing. We started our own organization now, you know, back in 2005 because we didn't want to necessarily have to sell. We just serve. And if we find out through the process of a small little engagement that we don't fit, rock and roll. You're not out nothing and we're just out some time. But if we do something small and it clicks or we can introduce one of our consultants into the mix, then rock and roll. And so that's our thing. We don't, there's no commitment, no need. And that's not a bait and switch. I last thing I the thing I hate the most is just the stupid folks to go, hey, try this. And then you get inundated with emails or stupid, mm-hmm. you know, I can't get out of this crap. Got to put your credit card in. It's automatic, whatever. No, just it is what it is. There you go. So we're, we're, we just, we love what we do and we stay very narrow and we're continuing to get narrower all the time, but we love eat, breathe, sleep talent. And we'd love teaching the application of the data to everyone we come in contact with. Thanks for listening. Hey, we'll see you guys next time. Until then, you know, there's only two types of organizations out there. There's those that are poor at developing the right people and they're poor at finding the right people. Which one are you? Talk to you soon.